Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine the knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial as well as regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. This podcast episode focuses on the issue of Indian sugar subsidies in which we received a bitter verdict at the WTO recently. On December 14th, 2021, a dispute settlement panel of the WTO, that is, the World Trade Organization, circulated its report concerning the subsidies allegedly granted and maintained by India in respect of sugar which was domestically produced and exported. The panel proceedings were initiated subsequent to three separate complaints initiated in July 2019 by Brazil, Australia and Guatemala against India. Interestingly, One of India's concerns was that these three countries themselves provide and maintain subsidies for their respective sugar sectors. In this podcast, we will discuss key aspects of the verdict pronounced by the WTO panel in the case which was titled, India, Measures Concerning Sugar and Sugarcane. First, let's examine the domestic support to the sugar sector. The complaining countries launched their attack primarily on the basis that India was violating Article 7.2b of the Agreement on Agriculture by providing domestic support to its sugar sector in excess of the de minimis limit, that is, 10% of the value of sugar production in a sugar season. An interesting threshold issue that arose before the panel was whether India's system of providing support in the form of a fair remunerative prices, which are also known as FRP, and the state-administered prices, also known as SAP, that are paid by the sugar mills to the sugarcane farmers, whether these can be considered as market support as described under Annex 3 of the AOA. India has argued that there was no question of any support being provided by it since there was no budgetary outlay or revenue foregone by the government or its agents. It was argued that it is the sugar mills that procured sugarcane from the farmers and paid the support in the form of RSV and SAP to the farmers. After consideration, the panel rejected India's arguments and ruled that the mandatory minimum prices fixed by the government but payable by private entities also constitute what is called market price support in terms of Annex 3 to the AOA. The panel did not find any provisions in Annex 3 which impose limitations on the scope of the phrase market price support. The panel relied on statistics from the Indian Statistics Ministry and estimated the value of sugar production and calculated India's Aggregated Measurement of Support or AMS which includes three different aspects. The first is the market price support already mentioned, which is the FRP and the SAP. The second is product-specific direct payments made by various state governments. And the third is any other kind of non-exempt support. And the panel did it for five successive sugar seasons or marketing years, starting from 2014-15 and going all the way up to 2018-19. 
The panel's analysis showed that India's AMS for sugar was around 10 times more than the de minimis value of sugar production as defined under Article 6.4 of the AOA for each of the sugar seasons. The panel seemingly had no difficulty in concluding that India was violating the AOA's provisions which prohibit a grant of subsidies for the sugar sector. Let's look at this aspect in a little more detail and look at examination of export subsidies which are given to the sugar sector. The second key issue the panel examined was the export contingent subsidies which are provided to the sugar sector. The panel was faced with claims of inconsistency of these export subsidies under both the AOA and the agreement on subsidies and countervailing measures which is also called the SCM agreement. The claims before the panel concerned four programs. These four programs were India's production assistance scheme, the buffer stock scheme, the marketing and transportation schemes and finally the duty free import assistance scheme. Article 8 read with article 3.3 of the AOA expressly prohibit WTO members from providing export subsidies otherwise than in conformity with the AOA and with the commitments as specified in each member's schedule of concessions. Since India did not specify any commitments for export subsidies concerning the sugar sector in its schedule of concessions, the panel found that the four schemes provide subsidies in violation of the articles mentioned above. Under the SCM agreement, the complainants challenged India's provision and maintenance of export subsidies concerning sugar. India argued that under the provisions of Article 27.2b, read with Annex 7 of the SCM agreement. it was entitled to maintain export subsidies for a transition period of 8 years from the time it so called graduated that is when its gross national product exceeded 1000 us dollars per capita for 3 consecutive years which for india happened to be from 2015 to 2017 this was a ground that had already been examined by a wto panel in its landmark decision on india's export subsidy programs in the case which was titled india hyphen export measures Similar to the panel's decision in that case, the panel in this dispute as well held that under Article 27.2b, read with Annex 7 to the SCM agreement, India was entitled to provide and maintain subsidies only till the time it graduated and was not entitled to any transition period. Nonetheless, since the panel had already found India's export support programs to be inconsistent under the AOA, it did not consider it necessary to examine the validity of these programs under the SCM agreement so what can we said in conclusion we know the trade in agricultural products has been a very contentious issue at the wto the recent panel report has brought to the fore challenges with india's system of providing and maintaining agricultural subsidies however Since India has appealed the panel's decision to the WTO and the appellate body continues to remain dysfunctional due to the absence of members to discharge its function it will be a long time realistically before this matter can be conclusively determined at the WTO This is also the second time in the last 2 years that India's subsidy programs have been assailed at the WTO It remains to be seen how the government of India will address the issues identified in this dispute given the political sensitivity of the issue domestically 
and the fact that the issue becomes even more complicated as agriculture is also a state subject and so there are several issues of federalism that arise Thank you for taking the time for listening to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast@lakshmishree.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes that you would like to hear more about. Do check out our website www.lakshmishree.com which has been linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with relevant legal updates. We hope you'll join us next week.